You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, our second and final transition. Um, so last week on the Steakhouse, you guys had a very special guest. Yes. And who might that be? That was ESPN's L. Duncan, a Atlanta native who, yeah, she's up with ESPN now. I think she was in Boston on, uh, on Nesson for a while, but just a huge personality at ESPN, but uh, still likes to shout out Atlanta all the time. And yeah, we had her on to play buy or sell, which every Friday it's a segment that uh, that goes over our commercial break a little bit. But it's a great segment. Uh, we've had L. Duncan. Now Jeff you're Austin. really lifting up the curtain with that comment. Yeah, right exactly. We're going real inside baseball. So yeah, we've had Jeff Foxworthy, uh, Chipper Jones was on it. Your own Mike Bell uh, from Dukes and Bell, I think, was the first guy to jump That's on right. at, at Falcons camp. Yep. That's right. So. So, yeah, they do a little interview uh, before playing kind of a rapid-fire buy-or-sell segment. And in this one, uh, they were talking to Elle, Steak, and Sandra were about, you know, just her kind of shouting out at Atlanta and how hard it's been to be an Atlanta sports fan up there and just how she's kind of had to defend Atlanta over the years. So here is our Hall of Fame audio clip of the week with Elle Duncan. Atlanta sports fans are not only some of the best, they're incredibly loyal because we faced a lot of adversity. We have clung to a Braves championship previously, you know, previous to last year for our like whole life. And that's it. We've had like so many unorthodox things happen, right? Like the face of your you know, football team goes to prison and you trade away Brett Favre and you trade away Dominic oh, Wilkins Dominic. for Danny Manning and your hockey team leaves twice. And like there's, Stop you know, it. And there's 28 Stop to three. Stop it. Stop reminding <laughs> The list goes on and on. That's 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 good. She's funny and she's great, by the way. If you watch her on Sports Center, she her, her wit is like she's like she's like that on TV, which is really rare to find. Um, she's not wrong either, man. I mean, last year, see, it's so funny because I moved to Atlanta at the end of 2020, and then in the middle of my first full year working in the city, the Dogs and the Braves win championships, which. I'm like, oh, this is freaking awesome. But if I had lived here the 20 years before, like most everyone else, there was a whole lot of nothing going on. So you need to have resilience and patience as fan bases for these teams, and especially with the ones that have come so close. I mean, the Braves. As close as you possibly can get without winning it. The Braves, the Falcons, like were inches away from winning championships and lost in the worst possible ways you can lose these things and that and truth be told that's why i understand i know part of it's ridiculous like going back to the kyle pitts thing i know that the fans ultimately do know that the tight end not getting as many catches is not the only reason that they lost two games this season but when you're in the situation you're in and you want to win so bad and there's been so much bad it's easy to feel that way and be that yeah 
And you want to identify that one thing, that one quick fix of once this happens, that's going to put us over the hump. So I think that's why people are so quick to, to kind of identify what those could be. But the loyalty question is something that uh, I think she's definitely onto with the Falcons. And I'll say as somebody who was born in Cleveland, I've lived here most of my life, but family up in Cleveland, you know, the Browns fans, Indians, now the Guardians, those fans have always been among the most loyal. And I've seen it. My, my grandfather was in Cleveland Municipal Stadium for every thinkable Browns moment, you know, that you've heard, mm. whether it's the drive or Red Right 88, all these different things. He was there for those. And so I empathize with the Falcons fans and with the Atlanta sports fans that are going through the same thing, especially with the Falcons. I've been a Braves fan my whole life, but yeah. Falcons, I, I just am able to empathize as a Browns, you know, Falcons crossover here. The one thing I will say that I think the city does need to improve on is um, the in-game uh, stadium. You know, when, when, when things are good, it's so much fun. Um, I've been to more than a handful of Atlanta United games, for example. Um, and it went now steadily down, down, down. As the team got worse, the crowds got fewer, the building was quieter, there was so much less of a vibe. Um, I think the city could do a little bit better in you know, sticking with the team during those hard times, even going to the games. Now, I understand it's expensive and you want to go for a good product when times are good and you don't want to waste your money when times are bad. But, you know, it does matter to the team. You hear the guys say all the time, home field advantage is such a real thing in every sport. Um, you know, the Braves are almost always – the Braves are an outlier. Even when the Braves are bad, I feel like uh, – you can speak to this more than I can. I feel like the stadium's always full – but United over years, uh, you know, in that kind of 20, what, 2010 ish to 2015 or so, so where pre they were Freddy era. Yeah. Pre -Freddy. Battery pre, yeah. You know, pre new stadium, all that over at Turner field, those crowds were not great, but you, you've got a great point that you need to, you need to stick with it to earn that kind of moniker as the most loyal fan base. I, I mentioned the Browns again, the Owen 16 season fans were still there. That place right. was still full. They had um, bags over their heads, but they were there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People, they didn't want people to know it was them that was <laughs> in the stadium, but, uh, but yeah, they showed up. So you, you make a great point of just being there is still important, even if the team isn't great. Uh, yeah. And it all, it all comes down to the relationship each individual fan has with the team. And Atlanta's Atlanta's a tricky city because there's a lot of people like me who weren't, are not from here, didn't inherently grow up rooting for the teams, but got to the city. And, you know, I work a very specific job where I'm around the local teams every single day. So it's easy for me to, you know, cop a side piece team. And, you know, when the, when the, when the Yankees and Braves aren't playing each other, I'm watching the Braves every night now because I have to for work and I'm a Jets fan. And thankfully I don't need to watch them much uh, now because they suck and the are on that I need to watch for work. So it gives me an excuse not to watch the most pathetic franchise in the NFL. Um, so, but a lot of people are, you know, you walk up and down Peachtree and you walk up and down Spring and Cypress and you see all these local bars in Midtown that are other team specific bars. And, it, you know, for a city that's not the same size as New York to have that is 
I feel like it's kind of rare, but that just speaks to the diversity of the city and the diversity of the people, which makes for a really cool city. But it also leaves a little gap for a, a place like Cleveland, where pretty much if you're from Cleveland, you're a Clevelander for right. life, is where there's a lot of transplants, AT aliens. Yeah, I, I, that's a great way to put uh, way to put it. And another, I guess, fan base to bring in here, and I'm really excited about it. And I know you are. I know everybody at the station is as we've kind of ramped up our coverage here with Media Day starting on Fridays. The Hawks mm-hmm. after the off season that they had with Dejounte Murray coming in. I know we've got a lot of stuff planned at the station for Hawks basketball, but I'm really interested to see what those crowds are early on. I think State Farm Arena should be full. Your team showed you that they're willing to kind of go all in, make moves. And, you know, I think fans will reward them for that and kind of show up early on. Now what happens results wise, we'll have to wait and see, but at least in the early going of the season, I think that should be a lot of fun at State Farm Arena. Yeah. I'm really interested by the Hawks because they have a good team, but the East is so good too. Right. I mean, you have, you have Brooklyn, you have Philadelphia, you have the Bucks. You have the Celtics who are now in their own trouble, but the players are, I mean, they made the, they made the (laughs) finals last year. Yeah. So you, you wonder exactly the Hawks are in my opinion, the the Hawks might be the most interesting team in the East because I think they could finish third. And I also think they could finish eighth and I wouldn't be surprised by either. Not because they're not good enough, just because I think the competition is going to be so strong in the conference, even with adding a, player DeJounte Murray's caliber you know we saw last year you know the the formula needed to change for that team and the formula needed to change for the Falcons too and it looks like you know both of those squads are trying hard with new coaches in place Nate's now firmly supplanted as the guy Um, you know Arthur Smith I think regardless of what happens this year is going to get another shot at it next year you know Smith's not going anywhere unless he wants to Uh, Lenny United we'll see um, you know, they're kind of hanging on by a thread right now. We've got a couple games left in the season. But the, the point of all of that to say is, you know, the fan bases, while, yes, we enjoyed a couple championships last year, got to hang in even if things aren't going the best way, even if Kyle Pitts isn't getting the ball for your fantasy team as much as you'd, <laughs> as much as you'd like him to. And, um, and talk, a fan base that, uh, that we're going to see if they're going to hang in through some tough times. Is Georgia Tech the oh, we didn't even Portland, right the athletic director head coach of your football team fired um, so it, that's going to be interesting and we've talked about it on the steakhouse a lot and I know you guys have as well it's a shame because we have we've seen you know Bobby Dodd Stadium rocking before and not too long ago sure the Paul Johnson triple option thing the offense was a little boring but they were winning and now. You know, now you're you're blowing up the whole program again. For the yeah, they're starting the from years. they're starting from absolute. You couldn't be starting from a lower place than where they're starting from. So, right. I think there'll be a few lean years, and whoever they bring in is going to have to recruit their butts off, and you know, try to ride ride the wave, so to speak, of a couple lean years and really build a program from start. Which, from from our perspective, will be really fun to watch, but. Yep. Inside those coaches' meetings when they're not so oh, oh and oh and seven and they're trying to preach, you know, say the course, it's our first year, and you know, you got some guy from Coweta County playing quarterback that no one's ever heard of before. Um 
it'll be very interesting to see. That's right. We, we didn't touch on that as well. Um, all right. That'll do it for another episode of Off Air. I am Chris Thomas. That is Stephen Gagliano. We come at you every Tuesday and Thursday on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hall of Fame Audio of the Week. Thanks to L. Duncan stopping on the Steakhouse. We'll catch you guys in just a couple days. <laughs>